Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices, and blessings to all the laity. This Friday we learn Dhamma about the topic of humbling and lowering oneself. In Pali, this is called Niwatocha. This is not inflating oneself, being modest, being humble, lowering one's head, having beautiful manners, being refined and gentle, not being coarse and rough, like a poisonous snake whose fangs have been taken out and is not vicious anymore. One who is deferential through body, speech and mind has a great blessing in one's life. And in Pali, this is the word niwata, which translates as no wind, not inflated. One can control oneself to be in a normal state according to truth, like a ball that has not been inflated, not showing off one's skill that one knows one has to others, or using these skills to belittle others or to boast, not boasting that one is good, and not being arrogant, but behaving as modest and reserved, being someone who is very humble and meek. Its characteristics are similar to having respect, but it has a different meaning. Respect and reverence is being aware of the goodness and virtue of others or of other things, and then one behaves to that person with respect and reverence, mainly shown through one's body and speech. In regards to humility and lowering oneself, this is being aware of oneself, and one is able to behave correctly and appropriately. Not being arrogant in any way, not boasting and exaggerating the truth, not raising oneself up and putting others down. One is polite and has manners that give respect appropriate to another's status. And one knows the appropriate time, and what time is appropriate or what time is inappropriate. This is important. And for the person who behaves arrogantly and conceitedly, this has many faults. One, it can ruin a person. That is, they aren't able to go back to being ordinary the way things were before. They ruin their future. Like some people are good people, but when they receive praise, or they change from someone who doesn't have much, and they suddenly become a multimillionaire, then they will usually be showing off, dressing up to look rich, and boasting about their wealth. Or those who gain wisdom, they boast of the wisdom they have in their knowledge and education. There are many like this. This can ruin a person, and it makes one lose friends. No one wants to be friends with one, and even if one has friends, they won't likely be true and real friends. And it ruins the group. Each person holds themselves as being good, and they won't be able to agree on anything. In the end, they won't be able to get to their goal and it makes other people around them tired. But being humble and lowering oneself has three outstanding characteristics. One has manners that are humble and refined. Their words are sweet, 
and their mind is gentle. These are three characteristics. And making oneself be humble and lowering oneself has principles to it as well. One needs to meet and associate with Kalyanamitta, that is, good friends that have Sila Dhamma morality. They will warn us and pull us to go in a good and correct way. Because it is normal that we people don't have knowledge, understanding and wisdom all the time. Sometimes we can forget. But if we associate with wise people, we have excellent Kalyanamitta, then they can warn us so that we will see the virtue in moderation and being content. We will see the virtues in humility and lowering one's conceit. They will warn us and pull us to go in a good way. And we ourselves need to know how to think and reflect, observing causes and results constantly. Because the nature of humans is that each person's minds are different. Each person thinks differently and of different things. But we need to contemplate and investigate causes and results and keep oneself on a good path. And there needs to be harmony in one's group that it can go according to basic principles. Sometimes we can admonish each other. So that is why the Buddha laid down the principle that after the rain's retreat, the Sangha can admonish each other to listen and respect the thoughts of others that has logic and reasoning. So it's not that we are stubborn in our own views that leads to arguments and disagreements. It comes from attachment to that I am right. And being attached to oneself as right, one then can be wrong. There was one time when I was assisting Venerable Ajahn Chah. I wrote a letter that Ajahn Chah was going to send one monk to be an abbot of a branch monastery in Ayutthaya province. But there was a problem with the wording, sent to go there or sent to come there. Some monks in the group said the wording was sent to go there, but some monks said the wording should be sent to come there. And there were two senior monks who started to argue that sent to go was correct, and the other monk said sent to come there had to be used. So Venerable Ajahn Chah said out loud, There is no flag and there is no wind. When there is a flag and there is wind, then there will be arguments that the flag flaps because of the wind, or it's only because there is the flag that it can flap. So they argued. Each monk had their own attachments. So Venerable Ajahn Chah said the Dhamma verse, There is no flag and there is no wind. This is beyond causes and above results. So there was no more argument. So humility and lowering oneself is an important virtue, especially when one is of few wishes and contented. Then they will be praised by all people. And our Lord Buddha, he praised Venerable Mahakasapa Tera that he was one who was humble, one who had few wishes and had contentment. In the Mahayana tradition, there is a story about Venerable Mahakasapa that is worth listening to and learning from. Let us watch together from the Dhamma of the Mahayana tradition. We have learned now from the Mahayana cartoon 
and we can see the Buddha held Venerable Mahakasapa to be like a close friend, not just as a disciple. This was deep within the Buddha's heart and greater than that of other disciples. Though the other disciples did not understand the teaching, but Venerable Mahakasapa understood. And the Buddha gave teachings to Venerable Ananda and Venerable Mahakasapa until the end of his life. Venerable Ananda listened to all the Buddha's teachings and memorized them. And Venerable Mahakasapa was like the second Buddha. He practiced to know for himself. So may you learn about the history of Venerable Mahakasapa. He was foremost of all the monks in the Dutanga austere practices of the Lord Buddha. And he continued the Dhamma Vinaya, the monastic discipline, and held the first Sangha council as well. And we can imagine that if we were that sick old woman, then we would be extremely lucky that she was able to pay respects to Venerable Mahakasapa. The Buddha said that no matter how much prestige and status one has, being born like this for thousands of lifetimes, it would not be equal to bowing to Venerable Mahakasapa just one time. Although we can't remember if we were born at that time, but when we are aware of this, we can homage our minds to bow to Venerable Mahakasapa, bowing with our heart that has faith in the Venerable Arahant, free of all defilements, the one who practiced upholding the Dutanga practices and who held the first Sangha council. So this is our great merit and goodness that Venerable Mahakasapa had the thought to hold the first Sangha council so that there would be a strong lineage of the Dhamma Vinaya carried on to the present day. So may you all, the monks and novices, be firmly established in the Dhamma Vinaya, and all the laity be established in Sila Dhamma, and then Puja, the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, with your Dhamma practice. May the laity grow and prosper.